Hello, welcome to another episode of the Wild Verity Astrology Podcast. And today we're going to go through the transit through Capricorn, which is going to be from March 24th through about half the day of the 26th of March. And that's going to be Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. It will be in Capricorn part of Wednesday, but... Wednesday I went over in the previous episode so this is mostly going to be a focus on the following days. So in the morning on Wednesday the moon's going to go void and it's going to have a nine hour transit um, called a void of course which is when the moon is passing from one sign to another before it makes a major aspect with another planet. It's kind of hanging in limbo everything can get weird nothing seems to stick Um, it will emerge from this state at about 3 p.m so that's a nine hour transit Uh, it will last usually the void of course only lasts a couple hours um, but occasionally we see these longer ones of nine and even entire day transits so this is going to have a little bit further reaching consequences Um, you might notice the day has just a little bit of weird energy going on. So that's what you can expect Wednesday. And, um... So I'm also experimenting with adding music. I... It's kind of because I screwed up with the recording, so... I'm trying to cover up some errors that you might hear, and I'm not going to tell you what they are just in case they're not noticeable, Um, but yeah, so I've listened to the whole thing, and it's totally listenable, but I've added music a little bit in the background of this one, and you can give me feedback on that if you like it or if you hate it, because I'm still playing with how I'm doing this thing. So a little bit on Capricorn. Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. Saturn and Capricorn both in astrology represent slowing down. Saturn is the sign in astrology that is seen as like a stop sign. Um, I see him more as this energy saying we need to we need to understand what's going on. So he brings a like almost like slow motion attention to a situation and can also represent just blocks and setbacks in general. Um, but that can be the universe telling us, you need to slow down, we need to look at this closer. So having transformed from Sagittarius energy, who is all about accomplishing the goal, reaching the destination, winning the battle, I went over this in the last transit. Capricorn is that transformation once that that goal or destination or battle is over. Capricorn asks, what comes next? It teaches us to focus less on the destination and more on the journey itself. <clears throat> in some ways, it reminds me of the retirement phase in, your, in a normal human life cycle that you talk about in modernity at least so (laughs) 
uh, retirement in a way, but at the same time, Capricorn isn't checked out, not that kind of retirement. It's more like the retiree who, now that they have more time on their hands, they're catching up on everything they ever wanted to do, which isn't just like vacations and stuff, but perhaps like participating more in local governments, organizations, social clubs, those kinds of things. A lot of the times when I've gone to uh, like local government meetings or social clubs, it's always older people. <laughs> and a lot of that reason is they just have the time and they're, you know, they have an income <clears throat> where they can just do whatever they want. I mean, of course, that's not to say it's the same for everyone, but a lot of people complain about how the people running the country and government on every level are like old and they're not aware of the problems that the average person would care about or face. Uh, but part of the issue is that younger people don't have the time, the education, the interest, the money. <laughs> like, there's a lot of different factors that go into it that make it to where this kind of older demographic is are the people who who are interested in these kinds of things. So it's not a problem with a simple answer. And that's not the only thing that Capricorn applies to, obviously. Um, Capricorn just represents this kind of energy that knows the world is complicated, but is willing to engage with it still. So that hyper-focus of Sagittarius kind of carries on into Capricorn as well, where Capricorns are hyper-focused, but instead of like on a specific like narrow focus problem or on a wide focus problem, like com big complicated issues. Um, Sagittarius focuses on the completion of the goal and the completion of the goal, whether victory, defeat, or just like moving on, can sometimes reveal a more complex system underneath that goal. And that more complex system that is revealed with its com completion or whatever, it, it that can take real patience and time to actually solve. Um, so Capricorn brings us this patient. It has a knack for taking things one step at a time, breaking things into smaller chunks, but having to follow through on those chunks. There's downsides to the sign, of course, just like them all. For example, Capricorn can have a preference for slow, gradual processes rather than fast ones. And so sometimes Capricorns can overcomplicate a situation or make you think that something is more complicated than it is because you have this mindset where you're looking kind of for complicated problems. So maybe if there is a simple answer, Capricorns can sometimes miss it. This energy can make everything appear difficult as well. And maybe it can be hard to actually take an action. Uh, also, the amount of dedication that they give in, it's represented by the mountain goat, you know, climbing mountains. So they're putting their all into the problems that they do intend to solve. And because they're putting all of them into it, the value of what they give can't really be quantified. And be then the consequence of, <clears throat> excuse me, the consequence of not being able to like quantify how much you're really putting into a problem makes it almost impossible for that to ever be reciprocated to you. Um, 
So heavy Capricorn influences on a situation can make it make it feel maybe that something is owed back to you, something is owed to you. And even if something is, even if you have put your all of yourself into it and and maybe, you know, in a perfect world, you would be owed something. Um, giving so much of yourself, it, it's impossible for people to give that back to you sometimes, you know, like you've raised your standards so high that um, it's very, very hard for people to meet that. And so sometimes Capricorn can ha give you like a chip on your shoulder or a little bit, that kind of energy of like, you just tried so hard and um, focused more on that than maybe your own boundaries and taking care of yourself and that kind of thing so it has this possibility to build up resentment that does not mean that all capricorns are resentful or anything it's just like i feel everybody has experienced this to some degree or another all of the signs are expressed in us and in a whole bunch of ways so this isn't to describe anyone who has Capricorn energy, but this is kind of one of the manifestations of it, um, one of the more negative ones. There's also a lot of positives. So that's a little bit on Capricorn. The moon coming into Capricorn can reorient your life and bring you back into focus of if you've been distracted by goals perhaps you've been hyper focusing on something um capricorn can reorient your life to see the big picture and and so it brings you back into focus with a new perspective maybe um it's a good time to clarify goals uh it's best for concrete goals rather than more abstract goals it can make us more introverted to some degree if we tap into that it can give us a boost of self-control which can be taken advantage of maybe getting rid of uh taking care of things that you've put off it can be a good time to re-establish lost routines because um capricorn favors any routine but it can be particularly helpful to pay attention to like core habits that build on your life such as sleeping and eating habits that relate to mental health or physical health habits that don't necessarily have like an end goal in mind since capricorn is kind of moving away from that hyper focus of sagittarius so so um you know a goal such as sleeping on time usually that goal doesn't it's not something like i just want to sleep on time for one week in order to accomplish one thing it's usually like lifestyle changes and habits and routines that kind of thing like they don't have a, a necessarily a fixed goal but they are concrete things that you need to do or and or take better um to take better care of yourself uh but again favors any routine even ones that do have a goal in mind um it's all favorable for Capricorn. So this transit begins with the sun in Aries house nine, which represents Sagittarius as well. This um, brings to mind that focus I was talking about. The sun represents our ego, our physical selves, and in Aries, our minds in particular and our vital force because Aries represents the head. 
So perhaps the beginning of this transit brings us to the key points of focus in our life, whatever they may be. It could be a problem um, or maybe something not so much of a problem, but just something that you're really focused on right now. Something that probably takes a large investment of time or energy. Um, Maybe whatever this thing is, there's an interest in integrating it into our entire life story. You know, maybe it's something that we hold like outside of ourselves still and not something that we associate with our identity yet. Sometimes that can be hard to do as things are happening, but then like when you look back on a thing, you can see it in a wider story of your entire life that can be really helpful. It could even just be something that's been bothering you for a while. You could find that as you're tackling problems that come up, you're also trying to kind of catch your bearings on your life at the same time. That search for meaning uh, could be inward just as much as outward. So it kind of brings to mind like philosophers who like talk about going on very long walks, even though they're walking and they're going somewhere and they're doing something, they're also thinking at the same time. So that could even be a really good use of energy right now, actually. Uh, There's the possibility to resist this kind of like inward movement, especially in our modern world, that energy is really vulnerable to whatever your chosen distraction is, you know, that's like our culture, you know, being distracted. So if you know that about yourself, but you want to give yourself this space to integrate better, you could plan ahead by planning to take walks, for example, or take a trip something special to you that you know will make you feel good, get you out of regular routines. If you can't take a trip, there's also like other stuff you could do. Uh, Basically anything that's going to get you out of a routine and out of your head. This can actually help you deal with the the process this transit is bringing up and and the next to come because this is kind of going to last through the entire transit of Aries will make you feel like more reflective and Um, Even if it's only subconsciously and you just kind of feel more checked out, more zony. If you keep a journal, it can be helpful to reflect on your life up to this point. Coming to terms with anything that has happened, which you still need to let go of, is going to be a um, theme of the next few days at least, the transit through Capricorn. Especially anything that is affecting or linked in some way to the key points of focus in your life now or like daily routines. But in general, moving on from our past or reintegrating it into ourselves so that way we can move forward as like more complete people is going to be a beneficial thing no matter what time of year. But but we'll see some planetary combinations that offer a little bit more support to this kind of energy and activity. When the moon comes into Capricorn on Wednesday, starting in Sagittarius, this T-square had already formed. Um, And it's going to carry on through Wednesday and be with us still in Thursday when the moon is fully in Sagittarius. I mean, Capricorn, sorry. (laughs) And a T-square is a formation which means that some celestial body is in opposition to another. And opposition means directly across the zodiac. So they're opposing one another in a way. 
like their gravitational forces are pulling us in opposite directions. And at the same time, both of those planets are forming this opposition to another. There is another planet at a third point that is 90 degrees from the two planets in opposition, um, which forms a triangular formation of three points in the sky. And all of those points are considered tense or problematic um, points in astrology. You know, problematic is like take it with a grain of salt because it, it doesn't always manifest as a problem in an individual's life. It could though, because um, the opposition is considered a tension and a 90 degree angle is considered another tension. So in this case, it's Lilith and the moon in opposition. And Lilith symbolizes what we don't know, what we don't want to know. Also sometimes conflict resolution. As we come into this slower and more contemplative sign of Capricorn, we could then therefore be being bothered by some unknown variable. It could be causing us worry. So she and the moon and Capricorn are both square, forming that 90 degree angle with not just one planet, but actually with three. Because at that point has Jupiter, Neptune, and Mercury who are all clumped together in Aquarius. They aren't in a perfect alignment, but they're close enough to, be con to have to be all taken into consideration together. So these five bodies are all at different points in the sky, yet they're all connected by these difficult formations. So this is going to be a major theme of the day, Wednesday and Thursday as well. It depends on how this formation relates to your chart, but generally I think the world in the world you're going to find tension during a formation like this. In general, our emotional natures and tendencies are going to be in confrontation with some unknown element which relates to our loved ones and communities, perhaps something that hasn't been communicated to us properly or something we didn't communicate properly, maybe even something that we're waiting to hear on that we're not sure about. This could cause some misunderstandings represented by Mercury and Neptune together, and there can be a tendency to feel maybe secretive about our situation because we don't trust that communication process and maybe a little bit withdrawn. And the withdrawn nature is really going to be amplified because of the moon coming into Capricorn, which is also kind of a withdrawing energy. Friday, actually early in the morning on Friday and in the night on Thursday, a connection is going to form with Uranus in Taurus house six, which represents Virgo, and the moon in house one Capricorn. House one represents Aries. This could mean Friday is a good day to make any changes to your work or daily processes. Maybe whatever doesn't rely so much on communication because of the difficulties that are looking like they're going to be there but um anything that requires a degree of isolated focus this can also seem like a natural response to the day before maybe if you had a really difficult day you're not exactly feeling like communicating with people a lot and stuff so it's a good time to test out new ideas in your work process um, especially if you're feeling yourself like distracted by that Lilith opposition, distracted by, you know, worrying about things that may be out of your control or um, things you just don't know about at this time. Um, the positive formation with Uranus, Uranus represents like change and can represent change in groups and also like sudden changes. So that can also mean that maybe 
think you will have some unexpected, hopefully good changes though, because the formation with Uranus is positive and not a negative formation. So it seems like you'll have a little bit of control in that or it will be like welcome changes. And so yeah, I would say a good time to test out new ideas in your work process because of the moon in Capricorn and you're gonna be feeling more introverted anyway. Um, Uranus forms a square, which is uh, again 90 degree angles and that means the energy is limited um, with Mars and Mars represents, you know, our passion and our drive. So even though it's a good opportunity to try some new ideas, maybe you're feeling very low energy about it. It can be hard to get started or it's stuff that you've been avoiding for a while. It could be temporary, however, because um, we're going to get a boost from Jupiter later in the day. So keeping that in mind and pushing through the morning can bring some rewards later in the day. The aspect with Uranus, hopefully pleasant, but unexpe unexpected changes could happen or you could just benefit from, you know, being a little bit spontaneous and trying to approach your work in a new way. Um, using that Capricorn energy to focus, but also, you know, maybe distracting yourself from uh, a problem that <laughs> is in the back of your mind with um, experimentation in your, in your routines and refocusing your goals. So early as well, there's going to be another square, which is, you know, stuck energy 90 degrees with the moon and Chiron and Aries. Um, followed by Pallas, as Chiron and Pallas are pretty close together in Aries. So um, if you are confronted with some of these issues around communication, um, because this opposition is happening in House 3, which represents Gemini and communication, it could be possible that you can work them out. There is a connection to Chiron and Pallas, so maybe it will come into your awareness. But if you're experiencing a lot of difficulty with it, um, I wouldn't put a lot of energy into it because uh, it is considered a difficult aspect and it will change and there could be a better time in the future to maybe deal with this stuff. So with these in-conjuncts forming in, in Aries with the moon as well, it could be that you're trying to focus on something that requires a lot of energy, but maybe being distracted by something. Capricorn is kind of the old soul of the zodiac and Aries is very much like the youthful toddler. So sometimes those energies are going to get along, you know, in the best case scenario, but sometimes that old soul is tired and just trying to do something else, but this toddler is just demanding a lot of attention. So it feels like that kind of energy and it doesn't necessarily have to mean literally like there's going to be a toddler around you or something or even like a person acting like that, but it could just be like within your own mind, you know, like you're just having a lot of trouble focusing. So perhaps you know what you need to do, but you're having trouble doing that, doing that, or you're trying to focus, people are distracting you, or a situation is distracting you. Um, doing your best to push through in the morning and just do your best to focus could be the best bet considering some of the po positive aspects that are coming up that I'm going to go over. If, a, if it's not a situation you can just push through, the positive aspect with Uranus and Taurus that formed earlier can be taken advantage of uh, if we allow ourselves to be open to new pathways or ways of looking at um, the unexpected or the unplanned. 
So being flexible in our views while trying to keep our eyes on our goal or our goals in mind in the morning and early day could be beneficial as the pressure is going to come off some later in the afternoon when a positive aspect will form between the moon and Jupiter, who represents growth, success, and progress. Hence, if something is slow going earlier in the day, it can pick up later. It could be one of those days where after a rough start, you feel like you make a lot of progress at some point once you get over the slump. But getting over that slump is important. Um, you could even have the urge to work extended hours and otherwise be productive even into the weekend once you get over that slump. So it's good to just try to stay focused. Any experimentation done on Friday, there's going to be a creative boost. And if you don't get the opportunity to experiment, you can still feel this, but that can kind of boost the boost. So if you don't focus and take advantage, the aspect with Jupiter could potentially push you in the wrong direction, however. So that's why I was saying it's better to just try to focus because um, Jupiter tends to take whatever we're dealing with at the time and run with that. And he's not necessarily very discriminatory about what he runs with. And so if you choose the whole day instead to focus on watching Netflix when you should be doing other stuff, for example, the aspect with Jupiter could maybe give that a boost, which means maybe you find a really cool show that you get sucked into. And if that's what you want to do, then that's great. But if you're putting other things on the back burner, maybe that's maybe getting sucked into a show is like not the greatest thing. You know what I'm saying? So you could wind up getting more distracted which could have negative consequences for your work and daily routines. Now, when we're going through Saturday, Saturday is also the last day that the moon will be in Capricorn, and it will come into alignment or overlapping with Pluto. As Pluto is riding the end of the Capricorn sign, and he will be for the next year, Pluto is an extremely slow-moving planet. He stays in a sign, I think, for about 30 years, but don't quote me on that. I'm not positive. Uh, he symbolizes natural endings. If you experimented with changes in a routine during this transit, found something that worked better for you, it can be supportive of this and help make these changes concrete and carry on into your life. Uh, there's a possibility to leave this transit having made valuable progress in the way you carry out tasks and get things done. The alignments happening along with this look at positive as well with positive associations with Jupiter which represents success and progress, Mercury, communication, and the North Node even which is our destiny and long-term goals. This can be a good time to journal or reflect on any changes we're making in our lives around this time. As I mentioned at the beginning with the Sun and Aries in general is a really good time to kind of like reintegrate and look at your life for, with fresh eyes. So the perfect conjunction, meaning, you know, zero degrees alignment, it, it starts registering as a conjunction before the planets are like perfectly overlapping, um, but just when they're close. But the perfect overlap with Pluto will occur around 3 p.m. Saturday in house six, represented by Virgo, which represents analysis, which further kind of supports this theme and maybe you will find some things that are easier to let go of at this time that maybe were not easy a few days prior.
Saturday around 5 p.m., the moon will go void again in preparation of its transit into Aquarius. Uh, this time it will only be for an hour from 5 to 6 p.m., so short and sweet this time. Astrologies ge astrologers generally recommend not to make any new plans during this transit because things don't seem to stick well. Go with the flow, take it easy, but probably not going to be huge or noteworthy since it's pretty short this time. So in the next episode, I'm going to go over Aquarius and thank you for listening. Any feedback that you can offer me is really helpful. I'm just starting these and figuring out where I want to go. So thanks for your time and energy and I hope you have a nice transit.